Welcome to I'm In, the Institute of Hospitality's official podcast, sponsored by Catero.com and the Savoy Educational Trust, and hosted by me, Phil Street, FIH. Today, we're talking about reputation management, and joining me to dissect this intriguing subject, we have Nicholas Medicamento, a recently upgraded MIH, Kurt Masher, also MIH, and Paul Gilly, FIH. As always, a huge thank you to all three of them for giving up their time and opinion. So to find out how to manage your reputation, let's get stuck in. Hello and welcome to the next episode of I'm In, the Institute of Hospitality's official podcast hosted by me, Phil Street, FIH, and sponsored by Catero.com and the Savoy Educational Trust. As always, I'm once again joined by three exceptional humans from within the IOH membership who are all very kindly giving up their time to chat to us today. So first up from within the fellowship, we have Paul Gilly, who is MD of PJ Search. And not only that, a member of the Board of Trustees at the IOH for some five or so years now. A huge welcome to you, Paul. Yeah, but I, would, I would dispute the exceptional right from the outset. Um, <laughs> you're, 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 you're doing my reputation way too much good to the, to the start, but, um, but thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, as a fellow recruiter, I can take it down a peg if you want. Yeah, let's just start that again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you anyway? Very good indeed. Yes, no, yes. It's, life's good. Um, yes, we're we're all back. Seem to be back in the, in the zone and uh, working hard, which is a, a good place to be. Yeah, no doubt. It's uh, it's 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 busy out there. Yes, it is. And this is also. I mean, we're we're recording this in the middle of November. This is the kind of the 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 busiest part of the year, isn't it? Really, in the run up to the festive season. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's great. It's it's it's, it's um it's good to be it's good to be back. I've had a two year holiday, so I'm refreshed and yeah. Ready to go. <laughs> that's one way of looking at it for sure um where are you recording this from today uh so i work from home i live in southwest london and uh nobody's here today which is great the girls are in school and my wife's back in the office and uh so i've got the house to myself which is fantastic fantastic no no pets no dogs no, or anything pets, but they're being very quiet at the moment so don't, don't, oh, jinx, don't jinx it yeah well that mine usually waits until i'm on a, a call somewhere and then comes and annoys me um that's i think that's part of her makeup but uh, in any case <laughs> you're very very welcome thanks so much for for joining us paul cool. next up from within the mih ranks we have kurt masher have i got that right kurt that's correct very good that's just, uh, a miracle um, my last time but i'm austrian yeah it's not easy to say very good Kurt is the general manager of one of London's most iconic hotels. That's the Shangri-La at the Shard. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How's life up in the clouds? Very busy. We're getting ready for a busy festive season. Fantastic. Yeah, well, I, I mean, this is going to be, a, I, I would imagine, a very, very busy period for you. Given your location and where you are in the world, I would imagine that you're quite high on people's list for a, a food experience. Yes, and also we're doing very well with Open Ed's Days, of course, and we have so many celebrations. Fantastic. Yeah, well, that's great. And um, how are things generally with you? Is, uh, is, is business looking good for the future? It's looking good. Uh, a little bit slower pickup for uh, first quarter, I would say, but a little bit behind versus 2020, but not not much. But I think people are maybe still waiting or we also noticed that the trend has totally changed. Everything is last minute. Yeah. Even, you know, we noticed for this year for Christmas as well, like people still booking, but every day we get more bookings versus years before you would make your Christmas plans already a month or two months out. But 
that all has changed. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you can only do the best you can with what you've got, I suppose. Right. <laughs> Fantastic. And then finally, from our AIH members, we have Nicholas Medicamento. Did I get that right? Oh, wow. You spot on. Wow. It's quite unusual. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. No worries. And, and Nicholas is the CEO of Dr. Cocktail. Yes. How are you? I'm doing great, excited, and it is beautiful sensation. Yes, thank you for having me. Ah, oh, beautiful sensation. I like that. I'm going to write that one down. <laughs> yeah, where are you recording from today? Well, funny things. I'm in Southwest London too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now we'll find out. In the other room. Probably I'm in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> we'll meet up for a coffee shortly, Nicholas. Yes, for sure it's easy to find out. And I, I'm anyway, I'm based home too, unless I have to travel somewhere and to do training or some talks. But majority of the time I spend developing ideas from my living room, office, bar, let me, three slashes, let's say. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about Dr. Cocktail. Um, yes. So I always like to share why, Doctor. Um, if you see my last name, you remove the final letter, the O. In English, we have medicament. In Spanish or Italian, where I come from in Italy, it means medicine. It's, well, so it's a term that is related to the medicine world. So that's why yeah. that's why we have doctor cocktail. And uh, I always say it wasn't my idea at all. It wasn't a, a, a relative that came up with this name. And when we were discussing during the summer, the 2020, when I, I knew that it was going to be redundant from the Savoy, he said, oh, you're a doctor cocktail, though, because I was doing something else. And uh, I went straight away to register the name before to open the company. And then I opened the company literally a month after. But that's uh, that's that's why Dr. Cocktail. Um, oh, lovely story. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a funny story of the family life, let's say. We, we always had the jokes around. Yeah, and... What, what is it that uh, that Dr. Cocktail does? Yes, so it, itself, uh, the company, the vision of the company is mostly for me to empower and give more confidence to the people around in the bar industry specifically. But of course, because my background, I work in every department in hospitality. I really want to help our colleagues to just deliver a better hospitality service. And doing so, starting within ourselves, started to get to know each other, how we are internally, because I believe that if you are more in peace within yourself, you can be productive, you can be more happy, you can do more. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Love that too. Yeah, nice one. Well, you're you're very, very welcome. And um, I, I look forward to, to seeing what you get up to over, uh, over the course of time. And uh, back to you, Paul. Uh, why did you say I'm in to the IOH? I... I think being part of the OH and, and saying I'm in is, is a way to support um, and specifically support the hospitality industry. So the, the Institute is, is primary function is to educate. Um, and I think that's our job as well to educate the future of the industry uh, in order to make hospitality a, a, a better place, um, to make it a more successful place for younger people coming to enter in, in inverted commas, uh, hey. <laughs> grow and learn and uh, and have that success in their time. Yeah, I love that. How long have you been uh, a member now, Paul? Uh, so I've been a member of the hospitality, ooh, goodness me, uh, probably 10 years. And as you, as, as you know, I've been on the supervisory board 
for five years. So I've I've got one more year to go, and I'll be I'll be out for good behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think um, as well, it's because you're on the 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 board of trustees. It's 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 your fault, isn't it, that we have. <laughs> Robert in the helm. Uh, I, I was, I'm, I'm only partially to blame, but I, I would put my hand up to say and, and very proudly say I am partially to blame for Robert being on uh, the CEO. He's, uh, he's a, an inspirational guy and doing amazing things for us. So I'm, I'm pleased to have been part of that. Oh, you ruined that then. I was trying to, for the sake of balance, we've done uh, <laughs> a few Robert Richardson lovings on, on this podcast. And uh, for the sake of balance, I was trying to bring him down a peg or two there but uh you you rescued him right oh, at the well, desk we can re-record that robert oh my god <laughs> what doing has such a pain in the bum no you have to, you have to edit that no 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 sorry no, not a chance um but yeah <laughs> uh brilliant and i'll come to you now kurt why did you say i'm in to the institute of hospitality it's a great organization, you know. Um, we hosted actually the first event after COVID. Yeah. With them together, I was a band speaker. And, um, you know, I see as well what they do for the next generation of uh, hospitality and hoteliers. They do so many competitions and, and really look after the youth, which is fantastic. That's great, yeah. And what I have to say, I was at that uh, event and what a wonderful atmosphere there was in the room that day. Yes, you could almost tell that the, uh, the the industry was ready to get back to being hospitalitarians again. Correct. <laughs> we need to be around people. That's why we chose this industry. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Fantastic. Uh, Nicholas, why did you say I'm in to the Institute of Hospitality? Everything happened. Everything happened in that famous summer for me. It literally was a life changing experience, a career changing for me, because. Of course, everyone had a little bit more time to look around. And I'm a person that naturally like to do networking and meet people and support the industry in general. And in the Savoy, back in the days, I was a department trainer. And because I love understanding how human beings work and how can we be better. So I wanted to expand a little bit my network in terms out of the bar industry. So that's why doing my researches, I found out Institute Hospitality and uh, I, I noticed what the Institute does and what's our division, what's the goal. And I said, okay, let me, let me join. Let me see what can I do. Starting to be part of this big industry, this big association, and also see what can I do for the bar industry connected to the Institute. So how can I help the Institute vision alongside what I do already? And um, I mean, for just two years, Actually, something new that happened a few days ago, uh, they just gave me the, the upgrade. Literally, it's happened two, three, ah, two, three days ago. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, it's beautiful, you know, to, to see how can I contribute in general to the Institute of Hospitality. Yeah, fantastic. Well, that, no, that's, that's great. And, uh, well, you're, you're all very, very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And now to today's topic, which is all about reputation management. So my opening statement today is simply, well, it's not simply, actually, it's, it's a bit of a, a long one. Character is like a tree and reputation like a shadow. The shadow is what we think of it. The tree is the real thing. And that's a quote from none other than Abraham Lincoln. So the, the, the main question around all of that is how do we build and maintain reputation? So Anyone, 
would you like to jump in with your thoughts on how to build a reputation? I appreciate that's a big opening question. It's very important to build a reputation, of course. I think um, if you've been doing and working in the hospital industry, you, you, you build your reputation through network, of course, and through your, all your accomplishments and, and assignments you have done. And of course, uh, uh, hopefully running some great establishment in hotels. Yeah, I think the great thing that we have here today is uh, are three people from three different parts of hospitality in the sense that you have, Kurt, obviously you're heading up one of London's most iconic hotels. Paul, you have your own recruitment business. And Nicholas, you've got your own bar business uh, in that respect. And each of them requires their own individual reputations. And that would be the same, I suppose, for any other part of the industry, whether you're just starting out in your career or whether you are, you know, you've been in your career for uh, a long, long time. Paul, what are your thoughts on on building a reputation? I, I think you have to, um, particularly as, as, as a, uh, I'm a small business, you know, it's, it's, it's me and my son. Um, I think you have to sort of live and work the same thing. I think, you know, your reputation is, has to be, you know, in, in your core and for me, I think it's, it's, it's key things like your, your honesty and your integrity. You know, you have to be, you have to be, uh, you have to c- communicate clearly. You have to deliver on promises. You have to you know, do those things that uh, are, are real because after you know many, many years, I've been doing it for 22 in recruitment and 40 in hospitality, you know, your, your identity is going to come through. You can't pretend to be something. I think it is what it is in your core. And so, if you're yeah, if you're a good person, it's going to come through eventually that you you run a good business is I think is probably key for me. Yeah, that's probably not a, a short term fix as well, is it? I mean, it takes time for people to build trust. Yes, definitely. Yeah, Nicholas, how uh, well? Congratulations on on setting up your your business. I think your business was a a, a byproduct of lockdown, was it not? Correct. Correct, was absolutely, let me pass it to my reaction of what happened during the lockdown. But I always think that it was really a blessing for me because if I wouldn't have that redundancy, I wouldn't have the business now. So it's, let's say it's, a quite, it's still a young business, but for me, it's really important to have the vision in mind of what I want to do, what I want to give to the industry and how can I work toward that vision and toward that final goal. And all around, it's uh, learning to say no to something that uh, can't really help for the future goal, mostly. It's, it's, it's really saying how to filter stuff, how to work about it around, and how can I help in the end of the day? Because I want to help, of course, the full hospitality industry, starting from my niche in the bar industry. Yeah, yeah, comment actually, and that whole principle, I suppose, of building foundations and kind of really identifying what you stand for as a human, but then also what what is your business going to stand for? Massively important in in building uh, a reputation. Kurt, what would you say are are kind of the key foundations to building a good reputation? The key is, of course, honesty and integrity. You know, networking is important. And, of course, relationships and how you lead. You know, like, for example, in my business alone, in the hotel, we have 460 employees. 
So they all look up to me and uh, and every move I take, they watch me and how I lead them and, and what what actions I take is, 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 is very important to a very good reputation. But of course, you know, what I do uh, um, within my network in London or within the industry, you know, uh, what you post on your social media platforms uh, and how you interact with all your stakeholders, if, if for example, our ownership uh, of the Shard or our corporate office in Hong Kong. So all, all those factors together are very important to build a very good reputation. Yeah, and actually the point you raised there about socials, I think is, I mean, that's, you can't get away from social media now, really, can you, as a business or a person, you know, if you're focused on your reputation and you just happen to post something in the wrong moment about something, it can it can undo a lot of good work. Correct. It's interesting, Phil, you say you can't get away from social media. I think I think I'd do my absolute best to try and get away from it. I, I'm yeah. not very good at it. And as you say, you, you can you can say something wrong and it's written down forever. So I, I, I think I do my best to um to not put it out there. I I, I was reading last night in, in preparation of talking that Oscar Wilde once said there's a the, the nicest feeling in the world is to do a good deed anonymously and have someone find out about it. And, and and my my thought with social media is that you do a good deed and then shout about it. Yeah, do you know that's a it's a damn good point. And actually, I think we've spoken about this on a, a another podcast before around the fact that uh, social media is in many ways quite false. And I absolutely don't don't want to uh, make this a topic about social media, but it does play its part in reputation management for sure. In the sense that you know people are only posting the good stuff that happens they're shouting about the good stuff generally speaking this is of course yes. um it's not, it's not you know, if you're having a bad day nobody goes onto instagram and puts a picture of a sad face and you know i'm having a bad day today because i, I suppose the world is perhaps not ready for that yet but in actual fact that's part of your reputation that comes back to what you guys are talking about with honesty and integrity being at the heart of everything that you do so actually finding your authentic voice in your social uh, and what you're doing in social uh, media is uh, is massively important whether that's good bad or indifferent i'd say am i right or or, or am i wrong i will also have another value together with integrity and authenticity and for me is it's really key point for me, especially when I do training in general, for me, it's really important to learn and share yeah. to, to, with others to be vulnerable. It's, it's, you know, we always had this kind of uh, idea of the, the big bosses, the managers, or whoever is above me doesn't need to show any emotion. There needs to be a person that knows everything when the reality is, is not true. And I always say, when, when I have a conversation, even when I need to just say to the bartender, guys, if you don't know something, just say, I don't know. It's really simple. And you open, you open up, it's, it's, you open another word to yourself first. And then also we do a having the conversation. So be vulnerable, I think, is uh, together to be uh, authentic. And of course, to think about, to be, to have integrity is, is really important because you make more a human connection than usual. Yeah, very good. Agree. Uh, vulnerability. I think the thing, the nice thing about vulnerability is it it does open up for your colleagues, uh, your peers, your uh, your friends to 
be be empathetic with you and engage with you, which obviously is is a warm and fuzzy thing to do. I think it's a great one, integrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ability. Yeah, I think it's also a massively under talked about subject when it comes to leadership. But that's perhaps a topic for another day. Um, you've just given me an idea, but um, but there we are. I, no, I, I agree with all of them. I think then it's, if you're laying these foundations correctly, you're then also bringing the people into your world that you want to operate with, whether that's from a business perspective, a guest's perspective, or a colleague's perspective, or or whatever. If you're being honest and true about yourself and or your business, if you're being vulnerable about the moments where you're not being perfect as well and and you're being authentic to your authentic self then uh, people will choose to come and engage with you or not indeed this is it's really important to have that because that shows how you are really and then if you show these talking about early you know social media people when they see you outside and in the social media they say okay this is the person that i met and so you build trust yeah Absolutely. Kurt, you've worked across the world, as I believe. Are the fundamentals of of what is classed as a good reputation different across different countries? I think it's pretty much the same. You know, if you are your authentic self and you are nice and kind to everyone and how you do your business, pretty much the same. But of course, you know, in each country ahead to work, you have to adapt to different culture, cultural differences. You know, how you do business in China it's very, or leader team in China is very different than how you do business in America, for example, uh, or in, in Europe or in the UK. So, so you have to adapt, of course, and also, um, you know, how you interact with your teams is a little bit different. You have to really understand uh, in each place you work, how the culture works, and uh, there's a lot of differences and how you can get the best out of them. I think that's key. But of course, you know, being kind and being nice to everyone, I think it's the same formula everywhere and it works well. Yeah, yeah, and you'd think in the, in hospitality that, that should be something that we've got down, right? Mm-hmm. So you would be surprised if not everyone has <laughs> it down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, do we have a, a situation whereby as well? Because obviously, uh, and look, I, I'm a massive football fan, and we have a, a hotly contested and discussed World Cup just about to start where you know there are good bad and indifference of of any situation i'm not going to get into that today but what we do have is a as a situation whereby one country's values and what they stand for don't necessarily fit with other countries values so if you're traveling the world and you're building a reputation something that you've done well in one country could play out badly in another is that is that fair that is fair because uh, myself as an open gay individual, <laughs> you 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 hit you hit hit the point that you you in some countries you know you maybe can't be out there as much as in Europe or in America, right? You have to adapt yeah. again to the culture, but that's maybe then something that you have to decide for yourself if you want to participate in that and then do it for your resume or um, yeah, in my age now i don't have time for it anymore you know i want to be authentically <laughs> myself and live in countries where i can be myself but of course sometimes for the career you make those exceptions and you just work around it yeah i think that that leads on to you you said earlier on of, of the way you live your life and nicholas nicholas said it the same you, you then invite people into your world that have similar values to you and so 
automatically your 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 friends your colleagues your clients become you know that that's they have that synergy with you on on their values their vulnerability their integrity so yes you don't go and work in a country where you you can't be you and and yeah shouldn't shouldn't have to either so uh, yeah you those things automatically align because because of you because you hold yourself you have you you've got your own reputation of yourself um so i think yeah that's strong yeah and i suppose and what what kurt you're you're saying is is that in there's some instances it's not exactly perfect circumstance i suppose but you know you you have to play the game a little bit in some instances if you're wanting to progress forward in your case you had I, I don't know specifically which countries you have worked in but in terms of you've seen an opportunity to enhance your career and that has kind of played well in your mind in terms of right this is going to give me a stepping stone to get to there so in the short term I'm going to have to kind of forego that true authentic self but I'm also going to be developing a reputation here for for excellence and for you know going into uh, situations that are out of my comfort zone and all of these you know the byproduct of of any situation that comes into your life sorry Kurt that was a badly worded question I, basically are you do you agree with me or not yeah yes, totally. <laughs> of course I agree with you that you know in those cases you 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 know you you follow all the rules and regulation cultural impacts uh, at the workplace but then it's also very important that you can be yourself in your private life and you surround yourself with people who respective who you are yeah absolutely um and that's just one side of career development as well i think you know you are, are developing a reputation you know, you don't get to become the general manager of the shangri-la at the shard for not looking after your reputation all the way through your career i'd, I'd suggest yes of course <laughs> yeah excellent okay uh, paul i'm going to come back to you because you've been for your sins a part of the ioh board of trustees for nearly Five years yeah, now? Yes, yes. Six years. My time's up. I get. I let go. Let let go next year. So it's, um, that's uh, that's a good thing. You're free. <laughs> I'm a free yeah. man again. Um, yes, it's been uh, it's been been a very interesting time and and very progressive time too, which has been been wonderful to be part of uh, of its growth. Yeah, and it, from the time that you've been involved in in that role, what's uh, how has the reputation evolved? Uh, would you say? I, I think we've. Uh, we, 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 it was strong before Peter was was at the helm. He was he's a very strong, well known individual, Peter Ducker, and and did a an amazing job for a decade. I think the yeah. the, the problem for us was the pandemic um, and how to pivot that and how to be a support. It was it was an interesting time for everybody, and everybody did different things. Everybody did amazing things. I mean, as a recruiter, I, I interview lots of people, and they what people did in the pandemic is just wonderful. The, the the way people reinvented themselves and 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 managed that was was is absolutely phenomenal to to listen and learn. And um, but the, yeah. there was no change at the institute. You know, they had to do the same thing. Peter Peter stepped down. Robert Richardson came on board. Uh, he's been a firecracker. He's, he's young, energetic, and he is out there making it making a difference for everybody, uh, which has been really exciting to see. He's very much involved in in bringing the youth forward and educating. Um, as you know, we we have uh, you're probably going to mention it later on, but the catchphrase that I'm in, and and I think it's a, it, the the institute is a fantastic way of supporting 
and, and growing the industry. It's a fantastic educator. And, and that's our job for all of us to help educate the future, uh, all of us oldies to help educate and shape the future into a better place within hospitality. And, and, and I think the pandemic may, may well help us with that because we've all looked at now health and well-being as a conversation and, uh, and, and learning and, and supporting and, and developing. And then you know, Brexit also perhaps uh, will, has, has changed the tune that um, we, we have to look after our people, which is wonderful. That's a, it's a terrific thing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm part of the Institute because it's the future of helping it to learn and grow and and be brilliant you know for for the sector to be brilliant yeah and actually you i think you you raise a really good point in that the reputation of the industry as a whole is kind of at stake at the moment yeah um in in terms of exactly what you're saying there you know the pandemic has i, I think given everybody a, a huge wake up call into you know what it what it takes to be a good employer what it takes to retain good people what it takes to you know be somewhere where people want to come and work and i think for a long time we've we've kicked that can down the road uh, a little bit and we'll get to it we'll get to it we'll get to it well we don't have a choice now we have to deal with it which is exciting yeah absolutely it's, and that's all about reputation right that's yeah. one of the the first part of that is shining a light on all of the good stuff that that happens in in this industry and but being honest about yeah. it and being full of integrity and not tolerating the things that are not good for this industry and and I interview people still now that are working in hotels that I won't mention that are being treated you know very very badly and and yeah. being paid well and and I'm as a recruiter I'm very happy to go and approach those companies and and uh, make those help those staff get a better job and a better pay so I think it's exciting yeah yeah nicely yeah good good choice of words as well because the um it, it is an exciting time and it should be and i think at the moment from a reputation perspective the, there is a lot of work being done around the industry to raise its profile in the right way for a, i think for too long we've let the, the media kind of control the message yeah. um but actually there's a lot more stuff coming out now about you know the good reasons why this is a career for for the long haul yeah yeah and that, mm. that all comes back to reputation uh, in the end uh, as to why if the rep reputation is bad for the industry, nobody's going to want to come work. If the reputation is good, then they are. Yeah. There we are. We solved solved it. You talked about football. <laughs> you talked about football earlier on. Um, and I did, yes. I know you're a football fan. Sorry. I am indeed. So just to bring that back a second, one of the things I did uh, about 10 years to try and uh, market myself for the company and, and build that reputation in a wider way was to get a load of uh, hotels to play football uh, together. And I think that's where I met Nicholas, actually, was putting a team at the Savoy. So we... we yes. Uh, we, for many years, I think 14 years, have grown that and to the point where 2019 we had a, a two and a half thousand people in a park having Fantastic. fun, having a party. So I think football can be a, a force for good. It's not always um, loud and aggressive. But and, and so, yeah, those, those things that um, that we can do to bring us together. But yeah, that was it was very successful for my reputation, I think. I mean, other people rate your reputation, yeah. not you. But uh, for me, I think it worked well. But that came directly from your authentic voice, right? You, yeah. you, you, you put something on because you you're passionate about football, yeah. and so why why not 
bring the two worlds together. And because you care about both of those things, you successfully put on the event in the first instance and yeah. have just evolved it and grown it into what it has become. Yeah. Actually, in retrospect, I did that because it was 2008, 2009, which were another dreadful time. Another, yeah, yeah, indeed. It's funny how these, it's funny how that you, you sort of, you know, the evolution, you need the bad, you need the good in order to, to, to go to the next step, which is, um, you know, I hadn't reflected on that before. It's generally the bad that gets us talking about stuff like this, stuff yeah. about how you improve and how you become better. Um, so yeah I I completely agree with you Kurt I'm conscious of your time I'm going to ask you one question before you you head off what are some of the threats to building a good reputation well the threats could be you know of of course how you if you if you post anything negative about social media or you know if 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 there's an incident in your hotel that could ruin your reputation when you were under the helmet I think it's it's key. I mean, things can happen in any business, but it's it's how you handle it, how you recover, and also you know within my team, always you know it is as a good leader. I'm always trying to own up to my mistakes, and it's good also show the next generation you can be mistakes and you can learn from your mistakes as well, small or big. Uh, and it is important to actually make mistakes so you can grow into a strong leader and good individual. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a damn good point is that, a, you know, a reputation can be built around owning mistakes, right? Uh, you yeah. know, as in a good reputation, uh, rather than trying to sweep things under the carpet and pretend that they never happened. Yeah, correct. Fully agree. It's very important. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I, I'm going to let you go, Kurt, if you need to go. Thank you so um, much. Nice talking to you, Kurt. Massively yeah, appreciate your input. Thank you. Lovely to meet you. We'll uh, we'll continue the conversation for a little bit, Paul right. and Nicholas. But yeah, that's the first time that's ever happened. By the way, that's so you know we evolve the podcast as well uh, in that respect. But Nicholas, yes, from your perspective, what what threats do you see to building a good reputation? It's something that I work every single day because I really care about the personality that I need to show around in general. And I believe that the big threat is the ego that we all have throughout our career. Often, every single day, I mean, I'm quite sure that all of us, when we we work on something or we we look back at what we did, okay, I have this, accomplish, this accomplishment. I work in this big environment. I used to have a big name on my shoulder. Um, that's who I am based on the past and me personally every single day i focus on where i want to go what is my vision without thinking what i did yesterday the reason is because it kept me grounded it kept me more focused on the actual present moment and um, this is a big threat for me because if i start to see myself like i'm one of the top bartender in the world simply because i have that background will never bring me anywhere this is my own opinion and my own philosophy but mostly i keep being curious about what can i learn from every conversation i'm having and what can i learn from uh, uh, what i'm studying today or what can i learn once i deliver the speech or talk or training it's all about developing every day my knowledge my persona without building up my ego so it's mostly I need to always keep that in mind to make sure that I can be more a genuine person and uh, be myself as I'm supposed to be. 
I think that's a wonderful point. I think egos generally uh, don't, I mean, they generally don't help many situations, especially when it comes to, to business and reputation building. I think if, if you've got a reputation for having a bit of an ego, then, I mean, that, that, correct me if I'm wrong, and this probably just comes from me because that's what I don't particularly enjoy working with. But there probably are people out there, I suppose, who enjoy working with people who've got a big, big old chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a uh, it's funny, funny, funny this question because yesterday happened something in a place, but it's funny because it happened in the no in real life. But I listened this scenario in an audiobook that is beautiful audiobook on the hospitality. And the scenario is that, long story short, the guest is saying, I didn't order this, and the, and the waiter is saying, no, I'm sure you did. So in that case, the waiter is having an ego of saying, I'm right, you're wrong. Uh, but the reality is, as hospitality worker, we must just think about to give the guest the best experience. In that case, the best answer is just, I'm sorry, I understand and that's carry on uh, because the hospitality is making people happy. It's not me feeling happy because that's our service. That's what we do. That's our goal in the hospitality. So um, it's, for me, it's really important to remind myself, just understand the other point of view. Don't let your ego take over. And that's it. Yeah, it's a, ma- a massive threat in a service environment. Uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, just think about all of those times where you've been into somewhere and you know you have selfless a, a selfless service experience and then but then you have one that's ego fueled and people don't generally look like they're enjoying their life you know that's that then affects the reputation of both the individual and the company that they represent yes and uh, you know you generally do your your talking with your feet don't you in situations like that you you, you wouldn't go back to somewhere whereby you, you you've had a bad experience exactly it's all about word of mouth so that's how that's how it works even social media are taking over but people speak within each other if i'm happy we are giving emotion so people will come back and we as business will be the reputation about it absolutely paul anything to add on what you've just heard i think this priceless ego is absolutely priceless but i, I tell you the other very much a british thing is that sort of tall poppy? So, so yes. The um, I think what's the fa- what's the problems of of having a great reputation is that you stand out from the crowd, and then somebody's trying to trying to chop your legs off. Yeah. So um, yeah, that, but maybe that's just a British thing. <laughs> no, no, I hear you. Like the six, if you've made it to the top, then everybody's shooting for you, aren't they? That's the um, that's the thing to, yeah. to use a footballing term again. Coming back to that because I know you love it. When Man United were dominating for as long as they had, everybody in the world hated Man United for yeah. that exact reason. Yeah. And the only other thing I think that's positive, that, that, as, as, on, a more, on a more positive note, perhaps, is helping community. You're getting back with, uh, with some of the wonderful charities we've got, Hospitality Action, Springboard, Only Pavement Away, the Institute of Hospitality. Uh, you know, I think g- giving back to those really does, as, again, it's a, not shouting about what you do, but... I think it just happens naturally that if you do give back to those organisations, something good come from it. There's the whole karma bit. You know, it, it comes yeah. around and pays you back. And I, I would say that that's very much a part of having a, a strong core in your reputation. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm totally focused on on that. I think when you flip it into being kind of your reason for being, it's just a, it's a really powerful 
place to be, isn't it? And you know, you're actually, it's not just about business. It's about everything that comes yeah. with that. Yeah. It's, just, yeah. it's about you then. It's just uh, you doing it for you. But it, and then, then that makes you a stronger person. I, th- I think it's important. And people should give yeah. it a go because maybe it's, you haven't got time for it. But, you know, reach out to those organizations and it will be one of the best days of your year helping those people do something. It really will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great stuff. Well, I mean, uh, well, quick question before we uh, we wrap up. But um, have either of you ever been on the receiving end of negative coverage? Not that luckily, luckily, luck, luckily, not yet. <laughs> no, okay. I, I was just a, I, I wondered if anybody had because you know you you can spend a lifetime building a reputation, and in one moment it can be taken down or or certainly misconstrued or 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 whatever. I just wondered if anybody had had any experience of such thing i was trying to think if i'd had and thankfully uh, there's always going to be things that you say where i i always remember actually saying one thing around oh, what was the phrasing that i used maybe you shouldn't say it again phil maybe you should just leave it there. yeah maybe i should just leave it there <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it was something about offense offense is uh taken it's not given Right. Uh, I, that was a statement that I said once upon a time, and I, I, I at the time I believed it wholeheartedly, and then I was with somebody who uh, took me to one side at the end of that uh, statement, which I'd made publicly, and they they pulled me to side and said, "That's honestly, that's not always the case, and here is why." Wow. And of course, when somebody had mapped that out to me, it was very obvious that actually that's a, a statement that can't be put into any. Uh, in all situations and it's just you know it's again then owning the fact that okay i was wrong and i'm happy to be corrected uh, in any any situation like that and i think that hopefully then comes back to actually being underpinned by honesty and integrity is the most important part that people then see that you are just human that you, you know you made an error of judgment and that's all it was it doesn't affect who you are as a as a human being yeah yeah I'm sure in 22 years, Phil, that I've absolutely upset someone. They just yeah. told. It's inevitable, though, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, you can't. You know, none of us are perfect. You, you say the wrong thing in the wrong room, full of people. It, it's going going to happen. It's probably more inevitable that it happens than it doesn't. Yeah. But it's your response. You can't please all the people all the time. Someone said, I'm sure. No. Oh, yes, indeed. 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 So, uh, final question before I let you go. If you had to give our listeners one top tip for managing their reputation, what would it be? I would say to focus on being being a giver because through the action of giving can be a great, great service. So we were saying before, if you support some of the companies that are helping around the industry, if you give it's a beautiful sensation and you don't really help others. You also help yourself. In my case, when I, for the example, to make it really tangible, I love sharing what I'm learning every single day, what I learned. And for me, when I go in front of an audience and saying, this is what's happened, this is what I really want to do, how can I help? It's a beautiful sensation. Instead, thinking of what can I get out of these things? Because if we go, if we go for an interview, majority of us, Actually, Paul knows better than me in this case because he's on the other side. If I go for an interview, I, me as person that is going there is thinking, what can I get from the job? So what is my salary? What's the hours? And what, what I'm getting? But if we switch the thought on thinking, what can I 
give to the company uh, who I become, who I will be because of this job that I'm taking, that's changed completely the perspective. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, God, that's really powerful. And I, I completely agree with it because I think if you focus, like you've just said there, you then, all of the things that you are asking around, what do I get out of this, will will come down the line anyway. They're going to happen to you automatically. Of You're going to end up getting the, the money that you want. You're going to end up keeping the hours that you want. All of these things will happen because actually you're just focused on turning up and doing your best work, you know, and then worry about all of the other stuff later. That yes. will definitely come. You know what, Nicholas, Phil and I are both recruiters and we're both going to use that for the next few. Totally. <laughs> it's not about what you get, it's about what you can bring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Please use it. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love it. Absolutely. Paul, uh, any last thoughts on on top tips? My one-liner would be similar, but just as a one-liner, take care of your character and your reputation will take care of itself. Fantastic. That seems like a wonderful way to end things. Thank you so much, gentlemen. I'm sure there's a lot more we could talk about, as with most of these topics that that we bring up on here. Uh, There's an endless supply of stuff that comes up under conversation. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you very much for for giving us your thoughts and opinions. Thank Thank you. Thank you, Phil. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. Fantastic. Take care. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm in. Today's episode of I'm In was brought to you by Catera.com and the Savoy Educational Trust and covered reputation with Nicholas Medicamento, MIH, Kurt Masher, MIH, Paul Gilly, FIH, and hosted by me, Phil Street, FIH. A big thank you to the IOH's very own Sonia Cresswell, MIH, for artwork and branding, and Leon Williams, FIH, for the music. To say I'm in and feature on a future episode, contact phil.street at instituteofhospitality.org. And to find out more about the Institute of Hospitality or to join our hospitality family, please click the links in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening and join us next time where we'll be talking about my favourite thing, culture. <laughs>